I've heard that a lot of uh, writers have uh, lost jobs, but I think uh, that the people, uh, the companies that are letting these writers go uh, and leaning too uh, much into ChatGPT are doing so at their own peril. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about ACO. How you can get results, how you can change your strategy because we have AI. And uh, I think 100%, almost 100% uh, adapted to AI that I know someone who can do it a little bit, someone who can uh, completely to change the strategy. I did completely. I changed a lot. We got great results with AI. And uh, today, I don't know how to live without this tool. M many things are changing fast. Technologies are growing fast. And SEO is a quickly changing world. Today, we are going to discuss more about that with Alex Tatarevin-Levin. How are you? Uh, very good. Thank you for having me here. Um, good to talk with you in uh, Florida. Wish I was there instead of uh, Pennsylvania right now, where, uh, where if you could see, we're having the opposite weather. We're having a little bit of snow right now. Oh, yeah. I love snowing. I want to be honest because I all I, I lived all my life in Odessa, in south part uh, of Ukraine. And yeah, I like this weather, but uh, I'm okay with uh, hot weather. I'm okay with any weather. I like Iceland, uh, many great countries uh, in the north part of this world so yeah for me it's better to enjoy wherever wherever you are uh, it doesn't matter uh, and uh, i think if you enjoy what you do then you can get results alex before we start just tell more about yourself experience background and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you uh sure uh so my name is alex i've been working in seo since uh, 2007 um first um working agency side in new york uh, city uh, with small clients at first and then larger uh, national and international clients. Uh, and then I worked uh, client side since then uh, for uh, publishers, for example. I uh, began the SEO practice at Reader's Digest and um, occasionally do a little bit of consulting on the side. Uh, for example, a little bit of uh, litigation consulting when it involves search. Uh, and that's taken me along some very interesting journeys. <clears throat> One of the things that I'm uh, passionate about is uh, learning as much as possible about different channels and performance marketing. So that's given me um, the uh, ability to work on some very interesting projects like uh, reputation management was one of the more interesting uh, disciplines that I worked in uh, audience development. Um, and right now, um, I agree with you, I, um, I'm getting so much value out of AI. I think it's very helpful to think of AI as an intern and not be scared of uh, jumping right in and even uh, using the uh, API to do uh, more, um, more uh, do more tasks that are going to be uh, rely on more processing power. Uh, so I think that uh, we have a really good agenda for today, and I'm excited to talk about this. Awesome, awesome, love it, love it. Yeah, I'm gonna learn more about AI. I love it. Um, it's only beginning of this journey, so uh, we need to consider to adapt. And according to some data, 5% of marketers lost their jobs. And uh, I don't think because they lost jobs because of AI, 
they lost these jobs because someone adapted to AI and can get great results to replace them. Uh, and uh, I usually tell for someone, if you lose your job, then start learning about AI. Think how you can adapt to this tool because I increase my results with AI. Uh, we get a lot of SEO traffic. I, I even uh, didn't check with these AI detectors. I did it in the beginning. Then I stopped doing this because if you can create high quality content with AI, who cares? Google cares. No, I don't think so. People care. If they get high quality content, it doesn't matter uh, do you use AI or not. And almost all marketers use it. Uh, Alex, can you tell where to start? For example, if someone is not familiar with AI, they need to write AI prompts. Uh, so tell your best practices how to do it right. Uh, well, I agree with you in some sense that um, as long as the engagement signals are there and that people are getting value out of your content, uh, then it's um, it's not as big of an issue uh, that you're using AI to create your content. In fact, about a year ago or so, Google changed their guidelines uh, to uh, specify that using AI-generated content isn't against their guidelines, um, as long as it's not created for the purposes of being spammy. Uh, but I also think that um, I agree what you talked about with the um, Jared Bauman of the last episode that I listened to, uh, that uh, engagement is one of the most important things and it can't work depending on the type of content. But I also think that Google is going to work to hedge against that and already is uh, with updates like the helpful content update. Um, and um, uh, Jared also talked about uh, inf information gain, the information gain patent. And the helpful content update and uh, other algor core algorithm updates more broadly are rewarding websites that have information that can be found anywhere else um, in addition to just information that's help helpful that is available uh, on other websites. Uh, so that's one reason that I think that for, uh, for most types of content, it is still going to be important to have uh, a layer of human editing unless you're creating some kind of uh, summary, for example. Uh, that's uh, one way I'm using um ai right now uh and <clears throat> i think that for uh, novice programmers like myself it's really useful to know that uh, you can just ask ChatGPT to teach you how to program and uh, that's what i've been doing so i have a uh, very basic programming knowledge uh one of the things that i do very often in seo is scraping as i'm sure most seos do and uh, before i would uh, laboriously write out my own regex uh, and expat uh, scripts. And now I just ask ChatGPT uh, Chat to do it for me. And 95% of the time, unless it's very complex, it gets it right. Uh, and I started uh, using ChatGPT for, um, for other more interesting uh, batch projects. Uh, for example, um, I work for a, a company called Copilot, which is a, a really great scrappy startup. And it's an auto marketplace. And one of the great things that Copilot has managed to do is increase its search traffic by over 400% in a year um, by focusing on topical authority. Uh, so one thing Copilot figured out is that they're uh, doing really well in this one category of content, years to avoid. Uh, so if you're uh, searching for any make model like a Nissan Altima, et cetera, literally any make model, uh, pretty much, uh, and years to avoid, uh, Copilot is going to be the number one ranking result. And that's because we uh, looked at which categories we were doing well in uh, already, 
and what was uh, and why those uh, pieces of content were doing well. And we decided to uh, fully lean into this category of years to avoid content. That's how we were able to take it over. And as we begin ranking in the first position, we also see that other websites start to link to us because we're the authoritative source on that topic. And because of that, we're able to uh, move into tangential categories. So right now, a uh, category that we're starting to take over is uh, most reliable years. Now, these pages are important to us because they bring us a lot of traffic, but they're not our money pages. They're not our vehicle listing pages. So one thing that we're going to test is uh, creating summaries of that content for our vehicle uh, listing pages, because that's some of the um, that content is one of our different differentiators. It's what we're known for. Uh, but I ran into an issue, which is that a lot of our articles, the years to avoid articles and most reliable years articles had contradictions. And one would say avoid this year, one would say this year is good. So um, I was able to use ChatGPT um, to find all the contradictions across uh, many hundreds of articles um, by using batch processing. Uh, and uh, that was the first step to uh, creating the summaries. And um, I, if anyone hasn't used uh, ChatGPT API before, I strongly suggest uh, checking out their uh, their quick start guidelines. Um, they were, it was uh, fairly straightforward for me to use. Uh, I'm on a PC and I use Python. Um, I think uh, for a novice uh, like myself, it would probably take a, a day for you to uh, get comfortable with working uh, with the API. Um, but after uh, down, uh, scraping all the articles, downloading them, I was able to start um, working with them in, in those ways, finding the contradictions, uh, creating the summaries uh, to add to those pages. Uh, to our product pages. And this is an area that I'm really fascinated in right now because I see a lot of ways to use uh, ChatGPT for uh, strategy guidance that traditional tools haven't made very easy. Uh, for example, I'm using this for EEAT analysis uh, right now. Uh, EAT, for anyone who doesn't know, stands for experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Uh, and these are signals that Google cares a lot about, but we don't know if they're ranking factors. Uh, I'll give the listeners just uh, some quick uh, background on uh, where we know about EEAT from. Uh, so Google has um, employs an army of quality raters uh, to rate uh, different websites. And the purpose of that is to try to get their algorithm to match what the real people are saying about the quality of these websites. And several years ago, the quality uh, rater guidelines were leaked. Uh, this is an almost 200 page document. And ever since then, uh, Google said uh, to hell with it. We'll just uh, start publishing it yearly. And uh, that's how we know about all these things that Google uh, supposedly cares a lot about, but we don't know if they're ranking factors, things like authorship, experience of the author, are there broken links, are there tons of ads? And I see a lot of, um, ways to use AI to identify opportunities in those areas. I already mentioned finding the contradictions uh, between uh, different types of articles. Um, I'm also experimenting with uh, using different processes to, uh, f um, for different, uh, for other EAT tactics. For example, finding, uh, we have uh, some articles that uh, make claims, but don't cite the sources. And there have been uh, hypotheses that citing sources is a good SEO practice. In fact, uh, Matt Cutts and John Mueller have both said as much. 
so uh, right now I'm uh, testing a process to find the actual sources that we should be claim uh, that we should be citing in different articles. Uh, same thing for uh, for things that are just factually incorrect. You can also ask ChatGPT to go through every single article on your website and find things that are factually incorrect. And we know um, we suspect that Google is using that as a ranking factor. Also, if there are certain things that Google knows are not true and you're saying that they're true, uh, that could count against you. Uh, so that's uh, one area that I'm uh, particularly excited about. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long short story. Yeah, I got it. Valuable. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I want to get back, uh, get back a little bit um, to ask a new question. You know, uh, you started in 2007. I think I started my journey in 2008, uh, almost um, uh, in one time. And um, uh, at that time, I had a team of writers who wrote about anything. I gave them topics like weight loss, uh, finance, uh, accounting, everything. They wrote, Google rank well, uh, we go ahead. Then, of course, uh, we changed the strategy because of Panda, because of many other algorithms, uh, because of EEAT that you mentioned. Uh, by the way, Lily Ray wrote an article, checklist, uh, EEAT parameters for my SEO cars, um, so valuable. And uh, uh, for me, yeah, for me, really, I don't care. It's direct factor, indirect factor, I really don't care. Because it's like, for example, if someone wants to lose weight, who cares? Uh, drinking water is direct or indirect, you know? <laughs> it helps. Uh, I mean, like, uh, of course, uh, probably the most important, you need to go to the gym uh, to spend time uh, or, I don't know, use cardio. But uh, it means you need to eat healthy food. You need to drink water. Probably uh, healthy food, direct factor, uh, go to the gym and uh, running uh, in the evening, indirect factor. But it helps. It helps a lot to uh, lose weight. It's the same with ACO. If EEAT, let's imagine indirect factor, who cares, you know, if Google can consider in uh, their algorithm and uh, uh, content is number one ranking factor. Yeah, we know about that, nothing changed. Uh, links are not even in the top five. I remember many, uh, like in 2015, uh, Andrei Lipitz uh, said that uh, it's the second ranking factor today it's not but uh, uh, i think content will be the king all the time it's important to create high quality content and uh, if uh, people need to get uh, content from experts that uh, google can consider that and uh, for example we help a lot websites in investing trading niche our customers users are looking for content from experts they don't care about content written uh, with someone who can understand the topic. They need to content from experts. Uh, that is why we cooperate with specialists who can write for Forbes, Investopedia, great websites. Uh, we use uh, PR in our strategy and got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, many great websites with experts who can write for Forbes and other websites. So uh, we cooperate with them to write for our. So for me, I really don't care. Indirect, indirect, uh, it impacts. So I need to consider, you know, EAT. And I want to ask you about how to use AI to create high quality content uh, by considering EAT. You mentioned about EAT. You can use 
uh, ChatGPT to analyze this parameter uh, in existing content. But I want to ask if you want to create a new content. So how to use AI and experts uh, to create high quality content? Uh, great question. Um, so one tactic that I've uh, been using for a long time, but have really um, sped up uh, since uh, AI has come into play is <clears throat> expert interviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, guest blogging is another controversial area in SEO. A lot of SEOs say don't do uh, guest blogging anymore. It's not that helpful. But I find that if you get a really high quality expert and uh, create a good piece of uh, journalism, then you'll be able to get onto an important site and important uh, blog in your niche. Uh, and that will actually help and it could get picked up by uh, other publishers. So uh, one thing that uh, AI helps me do is uh, plan for that process. For example, to find experts to interview, help think of interesting topics, uh, and um, also uh, come up with the actual, uh, help come up with actual questions for uh, the interview. And uh, that's one way to help hedge against uh, the helpful content updates and the core algorithm updates and uh, use AI to provide information that is not going to be available elsewhere online. Uh, I think that's a really important way to use AI, but I don't, don't think that AI is going to be uh, the full answer. I think there's a consensus, not consensus, but I think most SEOs uh, say that for most types of content, uh, you will still need a layer of human editing. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of ways that humans can um, improve the ways that they add unique information to content. Uh, like you mentioned, we both started around the same, uh, doing SEO around the same time. Um, I kind of uh, miss the days where you could uh, churn out really low quality 300 to 500 word articles and uh, work well. I mean, I remember when I first started, we, uh, we had websites that were even doing well using tactics like using target keywords in the background with the same uh, in the same color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Things uh, don't work that way as Google updates uh, their algorithm. So I think it's important for writers to also know um how to use different tools to create their own data how to use things like google trends and uh, find your own uh, databases create your own charts your own assumptions etc mm -hmm. uh, yeah l let's talk more about this ai prompts what they found um it's important to know the topic and it's important to know how to write um if you have no these skills you can't create great prompts you can't edit existing results because it's not like to use best practices best prompts that you can find on google submit on chat gpt and get high quality content um, i i play with chat gpt a lot i can create chat i can ask 20 questions then i quit chat uh, start again you know because i can't explain uh, uh in the first attempt uh, i can ask many questions to crop this content to edit results and but i can do it only for marketing and seo i can't do it for accounting i can't do it for weight loss even if I lost weight uh, like five years ago, but that was personal experience. Uh, uh, and um, But I think it's important to have an extended experience to create these AI prompts. And it's important to know how to write because, for example, I cooperated with a great uh, accounting specialist. They get high salary, uh, uh, good results, but they don't know how to write. Uh, they use ChatGPT to create uh, generic 
not generic. Okay, let's imagine not generic text, but it's boring to read. You know, <laughs> and it's very important to uh, write text that people want to read. For example, when I spoke with Jim Edwards, he worked in Business Insider 10 years. He started on this company from scratch. Then company was sold for 500 million dollars. And he told me that success of Business Insider depends on creating non-boring content. So if you know the topic, but you can't write, you can't create great content. If you uh, know how to write, but you uh, don't know the topic, you can't. So you need to have both. So tell from your experience uh, how you play with ChatGPT. I mean, like to create the best the best possible result. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that um, ChatGPT can be very boring, and uh, we are doing a bunch of tests with ChatGPT content right now, even testing content that was only created by ChatGPT. Unsurprisingly, uh, that content isn't doing uh, that great. I've seen a bunch of case studies from people. Uh, There's one a really popular one that went viral a couple of weeks ago where someone claimed a massive increase in traffic just by uh, uh, using AI prompts to copy another website's uh, content uh, uh, to create content based on their URL structure. Um, but I've also seen that a lot of these sites uh, uh, have lost traffic uh, when algorithm updates roll, uh, roll around. So it doesn't seem like the best uh, long-term uh, tactic, especially as Google rolls out uh, updates like the helpful content update uh, to steer away from, uh, to help hedge against that. Uh, but I think that one thing that you can do is uh, you can uh, use the temperature setting in uh, ChatGPT's API uh, to get more creative content if you uh, if you don't want to have uh, boring content. Uh, so if you uh, choose a 0.9, for example, you're probably more likely to get uh, factual inaccuracies, but your content will be a lot more creative. And if you want to just stick to the facts and be uh, boring and straightforward, uh, then go with a 0.1 uh, temperature. And you can also provide um, information about what kind of persona you want uh, the chat GPT to have. If you want to assume the persona of an expert in a certain field, or if you want to just be a generic helpful assistant, which is uh, what it is out of the box. Uh, so I think that um, by definition, inherently, chat GPT is going to have a hard time giving you unique information because it is trained on uh, information that's already been published online. Uh, so I think that uh, it is going to be very helpful, especially for types of content where people aren't uh, don't necessarily need to have a human expertise. Um, for example, I think ChatGPT would be great at creating Sudoku puzzles. For yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't think that we're getting rid of the human element uh, just yet. I think it's uh, possible at some point. I've heard that a lot of uh, writers have uh, lost jobs, but I think uh, that the people, uh, the companies that are letting these writers go uh, and leaning too uh, much into ChatGPT are doing so at their own peril. Mm -hmm. And for me, if uh, companies can uh, lay off any writers, uh, that means these writers need to improve skills to play with AI. Because if writers can write, nobody will. Uh, lose such writers because uh, i think uh, after launching chat gpt uh, i still cooperate with writers who provide results uh, i don't uh, lay off anyone who can write text that google uh, ranks well uh, for me it's important 
to know how to write it's important to know the topic and um, i never uh, disallow to use chat gpt i use a lot and writers can use a lot but uh, i don't care if you writers can create high quality content okay use with chat gpt use without it doesn't matter just create high quality content find the way how to do it and uh, yeah for <coughs> me chat gpt can help to create a lot of content at scale you know not like without this tool um alex i want to ask about some other seo metrics controversial metrics uh, like domain authority domain rating uh, according to hrefs domain authority in most i don't remember even uh, uh, sam rush has this metric i think all tools uh crn can uh, serpstat have own uh, metrics uber suggest uh, but uh, google denies this metric uh, and the last time we can see uh, the tendency that uh, the impact of link building is decreasing google can tell for many years don't use link building uh, it doesn't work uh, and uh, it's not uh, even in the top five ranking factors today uh, i know some companies that that don't use link building to get a million traffic a lot of results uh, i know companies that can tell without links you can't go ahead and they use a lot link building to get great results i think it's not like someone right or wrong it depends but tell your thoughts what do you think about domain rating domain authority and about link building it's important or not today uh good question um i'll just quickly um say regarding what we were talking about on the last point that i agree with you if you have a good writer uh, don't let them go i worked uh, with uh, hundreds of writers have had very large networks and uh, one uh, one of the reasons i it's a lot <laughs> how to manage 100 writers i don't know <laughs> yeah um it's it is tough uh it's a little easier when they're uh freelancers but uh, one of the things that's tough with uh, working with freelancers is that you have so many people with good resumes, but they're not able to be consistent. So yeah, if you do find a really good writer, okay. cling on to them for dear life. Um, I've had a couple of these writers over the years, and I knew they were going to be on, going to go on to do great things. Uh, one is a professor, uh, the other is a creative director at a, a large company. Uh, so definitely agree there. One thing that I disagree with uh, with you on slightly is that I remember one thing that uh, the head of content at uh, Code Academy uh said one time uh, she said that uh with enough research and enough understanding of a topic um a good writer can pretty much cover any topic but i agree with you it is very helpful to have expertise uh, from someone who actually knows about that field uh now to answer your question about uh domain authority um i think uh, that most seos are aware at this point that uh that this is a metric that can be gained uh, I've seen tons of super spammy sites with domain authorities in the 80s and um, maybe even higher, but 80s is the last uh, that I remember. Uh, so it can be um, a good indicating factor. Uh, it can be a good indicator of uh, your link profile health if you're not engaging in spammy uh, link building tactics. And I think that most uh, link building that goes on um, is spammy especially uh, when you're working with a link building agency. Uh, there's a dumb joke. Um, how do you know if a, a link building agency is any good? They call themselves a PR agency. Mm -hmm. So uh, slowly, uh, SEO is becoming more like real marketing. And that's why people are working with PR agencies instead of uh, 
uh, link building agencies and uh, content creation is one of the most imp important things there. People say it's a, it's a cliche for a reason that uh, content creation is one of the best ways uh, to uh, build uh, links, to earn links to your website. Uh, there are other tactics that I think are worthwhile, especially for uh, certain types of brands. For example, if you're a brand that gets mentioned a lot, you're probably, first of all, going to benefit less from link building than other uh, websites because you already probably have a lot of uh, links if you get mentioned a lot. But one thing that uh, you can do is find uh, people who are talking about you without linking back to your website and just reach out to them and say, hey, thanks for uh, writing about us. Do you mind linking back to us? This used to work really well for me back in the day before people got inundated by requests from SEOs to guest blog and for a link and so and so. Um, but it still works and it's an earned link because they're already talking about you. Uh, so um, that's one thing that uh, you can uh, likely use AI to automate, find people who are talking about you, uh, create outreach emails, things like that. Uh, back in uh, 2014 or 2015, when I was working uh, with uh, an agency called Direct Agents in New York, um, I built, um, I believe, the very first, if not one of the very first uh, tools that, um, that automates that process. Uh, that finds the link list mentions for you. And like I said, it uh, makes more sense for certain types of brands. Uh, for example, one of the um, companies that was most interested in this tool that we built was uh, Sony, and they used it for properties like uh, Crackle to find people who are talking about them uh, without linking back to their website. Uh, but now I bet you could automate that in a day with ChatGPT. Things are moving yeah. fast, and that's one reason why uh, SEO is uh, so exciting, um, but also one reason why SEOs never get a break. And related to that, I think um, uh, it would be a good idea for me to mention one bit of advice I offer to other SEOs that I talk with, uh, and just anyone that's in the workforce. One thing that really helps me not to go crazy with all the change and all the work that's that you can do in SEO. I mean, there's never a moment where you can just say, I'm done, the, I can take a break. There's always something mm -hmm. else that you can work on. Uh, one uh, tip that I uh, carry with me from my uh, time working with agencies is that I always uh, log my hours. And that helps me in a couple of ways. Uh, first of all, it helps make sure that I'm not underworking. And that gives me uh, confidence uh, knowing that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to. And I also want to make sure that I'm not overworking uh, because yeah. eventually you'll you'll uh, just burn out if you do that, right? So. Um, I know a lot of people don't like logging their hours, but uh, for me, it's been uh, really helpful uh, as well. In addition to um, this tactic, uh, tactic called uh, technique called Pomodoro, uh, which uh, entails taking a five minute break every 25 minutes just to recharge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. But yeah, I tried to play with such tools, but I decided it doesn't work for me. I, th I think it depends because uh, for me, I can spend like uh, three, four hours doing one thing, you know, without interruption. Uh, but yeah, many other things can interrupt the process, but I'm trying to focus. So yeah, I think it depends if it works for you. That's great. You know, I know some people who uh, can use such tools as well. And I like when someone disagrees with me, you know, <laughs> about uh, writing text. And yeah, uh, I think it depends on, on the niche. If uh, we speak about some broad niches, it works well. You can collect data, you can learn. And I did it as well once I got 
like 16k for my consultancy service uh, about online games and um, i wrote text myself because i played these games uh, a few days i learned how it works uh, uh, i learned why people are playing these games and i felt that i can write a good text you know for these pages but uh, I, I collect the data i think it works but if you ask me about medical advice about finance it's tough even if you collect data uh, you can uh, collect That's data good, yeah. yeah about uh, technical analysis and trading you need to read 15 books you know to understand how it works to analyze all this information and yeah it depends on niches uh, some broad niches it works perfectly fine that's okay even if you can write good text and con can collect data for a few days yeah you you can create great content so yeah it's usually that's a good point yeah i agree with you actually and um uh, related to that i'm curious to hear uh, your take on something uh, so Google um, has said repeatedly that having an author is uh, not a ranking factor. Uh, but I've seen case studies that show that um, I'm sure you know that a ton of companies have been adding authors to their websites and saying that they've been reviewed by so-and-so, even when they haven't been in some cases. Um, and some of those companies have been seeing increases in traffic around the times of core algorithm updates, but not mm -hmm. after they add those authors. So I'm curious if you think this is one of those areas where Google isn't telling us the full truth. I mean, we know that from their quality rater guidelines that it seems that uh, authorship, uh, that even having an author and having an author with relevant expertise uh, is extremely important. It's mentioned many dozens, if not hundreds of times. I bet it's mentioned hundreds of times in the quality rater guidelines. Um, so um, what's your take? Is uh, Google uh, not being uh, straightforward? Um, I think it's better to do it it's better to uh add offers to blog posts uh to the information let me explain why uh because users wanna know who wrote this uh copies for example let's imagine you open any blog and you see the offer uh, rand fishkin or neil patel now you know this offers it helps to increase trust you know this offers deserved uh to write great great copies because of their experience uh, it's the same like with books i i love reading books uh, i spend so much time by reading books but i have no time to read a teeny percent of great books so i'm picky i choose great offers i choose offers like uh jack london uh i don't know josh sugarman I, i'm picky because i have no time to read all other great books uh pink is the same with seo if you leave offers and offers have some recognition you can improve even a little bit the trust if your offers are well known and for example we uh, add offers everywhere uh even uh let's imagine your users don't know the offer but it can help to increase the trust because uh you can see the offer you uh, let's imagine you want to read a book you don't know the offer but you you see the offer you can read the bio you can analyze uh what kind of offer is it you can check on social media and people can do it to save time it's like to read uh reviews before buying products or read uh, uh offer bios before buying books uh it helps and all this small uh, help can uh, make a big impact. You know, uh, just like, uh, let's imagine, uh, website speed. 
if your website is loading uh, faster for a few seconds, I don't know, even one second, it helps. Uh, let's imagine a little bit, but it helps. Uh, it's the same with offers. Uh, I don't care. It's direct, indirect. I care that users wanna see, you know, who wrote this text. If they wanna see, it helps. If your offers are great, it helps a lot. If uh, they don't know these offers, it helps a little bit because they see that was written by human being. And uh, people open offer bios. They open, they want to know uh, uh, about these offers. They deserve to write the text, uh, you know, to, to read. And according, I don't remember exactly where I took this data, but uh, uh, a lot of people open page about us. Uh, offer bios they open because they're interested about that so my input is simple do it <laughs> that's it you know so don't care about direct indirect care more about uh, if it helps users even a little bit <laughs> yeah um i i like that that's sharp um and i typically uh tell myself and other people when uh they don't know the answer to a question they don't know how to proceed with something I ask myself, um, what's best for user experience? Because of if course, you ask yourself that question, <clears throat> then your goals are going to align with uh, Google's goals. And that's probably going to be um, a better long-term strategy. Um, but yeah, I think that <clears throat> that your thinking is uh, in line with mine, that we don't really know if it's a ranking factor, but it's probably improving engagement signals. I think it's the same like with Brandon. Uh, why? You know, sometimes Amazon or Wikipedia uh, rank higher than uh, much better content because people click on Amazon and Wikipedia. They know this website. They know on Amazon uh, they have trust, authority. Uh, if they click Wikipedia, they know this resource. Uh, don't share some nonsense. Uh, only proofreading uh, information. Um, it's like branding. Uh, uh, these websites can rank with uh, high volume keywords, even uh, less relevant uh, to the user intent because people wanna open these websites. Uh, and uh, it's like with offers. Now, if you have, uh, for example, if someone will open uh, unmiss.com and can see uh, the offer Alex Tatarina Flavin. Oh, I know this guy. I I heard on him on on this podcast. I checked his uh, online stuff. It's great. So I want to read about this uh, this article, you know, because it's valuable. So it's just uh, uh, to like uh, branding can win in SEO. If you have strong brand recognition, you can win in SEO. You can win in social media. You can win because customers, users know you. Uh, if they don't, uh, it's, it's still important to have it. Uh, it's my opinion because uh, people can analyze before reading. You know, if you need to read long article, it's better to to check who the offer. It's like it takes a few seconds to analyze, and people do it often. Do it. Yeah, it's my input. Okay, Alex, I wanna ask about your experience. Um, let's two thousand seven. Today, twenty twenty three. It's like uh, thirty years. Oh man, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. ah, no, no, no. Ah, no. Almost funny, yeah. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, okay. Uh, can you tell what will you do today if you started from scratch? Uh, uh, so if I was starting from scratch uh, in SEO or in anything? 
in SEO, considering that we have AI, let's imagine, for example, you know, Google exists. You know, the search engine you used before to search for some keywords, to reply to your questions. Uh, but you want to become an expert in one day to spend years uh, of working hard to achieve some high positions or you business owner uh, uh, who wants to learn how it works to cooperate with great experts. It doesn't matter. You want to get the basic how it works. What will you do today if you started from scratch? Uh, great question. Uh, so I think that <clears throat> you should start trying to get experience that will uh, pay you to learn about SEO. Because um, if you have a lot of time, sure, uh, you'll be able to learn many things. But it's also valuable to be able to get hands-on experience and uh, see what things are going to work or not work uh, for a real business. Um, I think there are a lot of uh, resources that you'll want to lean on. Um, for example, every morning I read uh, Search Engine Land, uh, Search Engine Roundtable, uh, Google's SEO uh, developer blog, um, Moz's blog is excellent. Moz's blog has uh, less uh, news information, but they'll have in-depth uh, articles uh, about strategy and tactics. Um, and I think it's also important to follow uh, people who know a lot about SEO on social media. Uh, people like uh, you mentioned Lily Ray, uh, Marie Haynes is uh, one of my favorite experts uh, on uh, EEAT topics. And you'll find a lot of information on social media that uh, you won't find in articles online. Um, I think that's a good start. Um, I think it's also a good idea to find a mentor uh, who will help you along the journey uh, because the mentor will have a real experience and will tell you uh, which things you're reading about are misconceptions and have worked for him or her in the past. Uh, and um, I also think it's important to uh, think about how SEO works uh, with other channels. Uh, because especially as uh, Google's algorithm develops, it, it does affect many other channels. And SEOs are aware that there's a correlation between uh, social signals and uh, better performance in search. Uh, same thing with uh, page search, uh, even though Google says that's not true in both cases. I've done uh, my own studies that show that sending paid traffic uh, to pages that are already ranking in uh, Google search results uh, will increase their traffic. And on the pay side, it will increase uh, their click-through rate and decrease the cost per click. Uh, but this was a study I ran uh, back in uh, 2017. So I'm not sure if that still holds today. Uh, I know that uh, Google has been in a lot of uh, litigation, so I'm sure they're trying to separate um, their ad service and uh, search service again. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to think about how SEO can help and work with other channels. With uh, paid search, for example, uh, one great way to uh, work with paid search is uh, to share keyword research. But I also love to uh, look at uh, paid uh, look at ads, um, ad copy for suggestions for metadata and on-page content, for example, because you know that those uh, SEMs have been testing and retesting for a really long time to get uh, copy that's going to resonate with readers. Um, same thing for uh, with social. I think it's uh, important to uh, get information about what works and what doesn't from uh, your social channels and do the same kind of information sharing. Um, and different organizations, I found myself working with different departments. Sometimes literally every single department. At Reader's Digest, I remember I was even working with print and legal at different times, probably every single department in the company. 
so uh, get to know people. Uh, don't limit yourself to SEO. Uh, learn, um, especially because SEO affects all these other channels. Um, and uh, try to become a well-rounded marketer because that's what, uh, as I mentioned before, SEO is slowly becoming just real marketing. You mentioned content is the number one ranking factor. And uh, content and storytelling is one of the most important parts of uh, marketing. Yeah, love it, love it. I love your reply. I couldn't agree more. I agree with you. Uh, you sometimes disagree with me, but I agree with you completely. <laughs> and, well, you brought, you brought me around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I agree completely that SEO is related to marketing than ever. Um, and I like books that were written before digital because all these books um tried to satisfy human being and seo social media all resources are working hard to satisfy human being uh, not uh, algorithms and uh, uh, people can't learn algorithms even in google i checked one study that people in google don't know how this ai machine can rank websites <laughs> they have no idea you know uh, and we can assume we can uh, think okay content authority brand recognition technical optimization of course everything can help but you need to be better than your competitors for human being then algorithms will work for you you know <laughs> so it's my point and alex i still have final question very important question about the future i always ask this question and um, uh, apple is going to launch augmented reality this headset we'll see how it looks uh, i like all apple products you know i have a lot of them macbooks iphones and i know apple can revolutionize something um, then uh, uh, about uh, chatbots uh, what i see chatbots can reply sometimes better than google uh, I had this experience. I can ask some questions that Google can reply, but I need to search uh, on, in content to, re, to get these replies. But on chatbots, I can get straightforward reply for a few seconds. Um, so things are going fast. And I disagree when someone can tell that SEO will never... I think everything has the end. A and SEO will be dead will be dead but it takes time decades probably i don't know like it takes time to change habits to provide something new uh, and um, i think if you have experience in seo you can adapt to any channel if you know how to create high quality content you can switch your attention where a customer's attention will be you know uh, to adapt to any channel it's like marketers on tv and radio didn't lose their jobs they adapted to digital. We can adapt to any channel, augmented reality, virtual reality. We'll see. I don't know. But we can adapt. Uh, today, ACO is powerful. It's a powerful tool. Still brings more traffic. We can't ignore this traffic. But ACO doesn't teach us how to rank. ACO teaches how to create high-quality content, how to increase website speed, how to provide the best user experience. Even if you don't rank, you can use all these tips to create better user experience with other digital marketing channels. Alex, I want to ask you uh, how you see this future and how you are going to adopt this possible future. Uh, great question. Um, I'm not sure I, uh, I agree that SEO is going to be dead as long as uh, content is going to be part of SEO. 
Um, but uh, it is definitely going to change. Uh, and that's why I'm also grateful that I'm an SEO uh, because it's going to uh, get be harder for us to get stuck. I mean, look at us uh, programming with uh, ChatGPT now. That's not something that I thought I was going to be doing uh, about a year ago. Uh, but you have to adapt in SEO. Um, I think that uh, what you mentioned earlier, the um, uh, virtual reality goggles are completely are going to be one of the most uh, one of the best uses of AI. I think it's going to be a, co a complete game changer. Imagine wearing goggles and walking uh, down the street and uh, getting information unprompted uh, provided to you. Uh, for example, if you forget someone's name, you can have it just like place uh, like displayed right above their head or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, Brad, I haven't seen you in 10 years. How have you been? So I, um, I personally uh, can't wait for that. I, um, I am a little scared of the dystopian possibilities like other people, but uh, right now I'm just having a lot of fun working on all the, um, um, look, exploring all the opportunities. Uh, but I really hope that regulators won't let AI take over, which I, which is funny to say, but I mean, it seems like everything else from the dystopian uh, novels and sci-fi movies is coming true. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a robot takeover at some point also. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I don't know uh, if uh, we need to fight with Terminators or not, we'll see. But today we can't ignore AI, we can't ignore uh, ACO because these channels are powerful. Uh, when AI will be smarter than human being, probably we will have this fight. We need to ask, uh, invite Arnold Schwarzenegger to share experience, you know, how to do it right. But today, uh, if you ignore it, then uh, the market and customers will ignore you. Alex, it's a big pleasure. Thanks you. Thanks so much for taking your time, for sharing all these valuable insights. Tell the best way how to learn, keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you um feel free to uh, reach out to me on uh, linkedin uh my twitter recently got suspended due to uh thousands of bot followers that i had back in uh the 2000, uh, 2010s uh -huh. so linkedin is probably uh, the best way for now and i want to thank you very much also i really enjoyed talking with you and also listening to your uh podcast oh thank you thank you uh so elon musk broke your heart you know and elon musk can broke many hearts you know he's working hard on that you know <laughs> <laughs> to change the game yeah so yeah but uh, we still have linkedin we, uh, i'm going to follow you to learn more valuable insights i recommend to anyone to follow alex on linkedin so you can learn a lot more to update your skills because marketing is a quickly changing world okay guys love you see you thanks for tuning in to unmiss enjoyed the show drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom see you next episode